Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down and welcome everyone back to our weekly LISC series. LISC standing for Long Island serial killing, serial killers, whatever you want to do. But I always put an S at the end because I believe. I believe it's more than one. And somebody introduced me to the term. It's funny, I'd never even heard the term until recently. But the term, the cabal theory. And I've talked about this before. But the cabal theory is about a bunch of powerful men. Well, I guess people. But in this case, it's it's probably men who've committed these murders and they're covering it up and because they're powerful and they're tied into other powerful people they've been able to get away with this so the cabal theory was introduced to me by by the Lisk podcast I was a guest on on that show and they do a great job they're out of Texas and when they said what the cabal theory was, I said, I sign on. And I still do. Now, I've also been saying, and it's this is true, there was a debate going back and forth. And I don't know where it is now, to be honest with you. I haven't heard anything in about a week, week and a half. But we were hearing about a man's name that was going to get arrested on Lisk, on being Lisk. The killer. And... I think a lot of folks in homicide and a lot of folks that, 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 are, that wear the blue proudly and members of the DA's crew said to Sinny and whoever else was pushing this, Tim Sinny, the current DA, who's up for re-election November 2nd, I think they, they've either talked sense into him or maybe we scared him off. But I haven't heard anything for about a week and a half. But again, there's, there's three weeks, less than three weeks, away from his re-election bid. That's a very tough year for him. And he's got a terrible track record. He didn't want to show up to a, you know, any debates. And he, and he showed up against his opponent, Ray Tierney, who is a very accomplished, longtime prosecutor with a tremendous track record and Tim Sinney embarrassed himself the other night at the Bar Association uh, because he had no experience to point to he it was feeding a line uh, or he was fed a line by his handlers and you, you could tell they polished him up and he, he I'll tell you what he's a politician you know he polishes up and he wears a suit well and all he knows you know whatever but and one of the lines was that he was, and I said this on my Monday show, so if you're listening to both, uh, forgive me for a second, but it's worth repeating. He basically was saying to Tierney, to Ray Tierney, look, I know you have more experience than I have, but I'm a CEO. If you were running to be uh, a trial assistant or something, you, you would have far more experience than me. Nobody, everybody knows that. But I'm a CEO, 
you know. So I'm a CEO and I'm running an organization with 400 people, and everybody kind of <laughs> cringed and I, you know, I've, what are you going to say if you're Tim Sinney? What are you going to say when you're running against a guy who has far more experience than you? So you say to your consultants or your advisors, you say, what the hell do I do when I go up against this guy who's clearly more qualified for this job than me? I'm terrible at this. I'm a joke. I'm an embarrassment. What do I do when I go up against a guy like Ray Tierney, who I wish I was? And they say, well, he's never been a CEO. You've been a CEO. Tim and he's like oh come on they're never gonna go for that well what else can you say you suck you have no you have no experience you have no success go with the CEO line say I'm a CEO I have experience Tierney has no CEO experience so CEO experience was was uh, you know being police commissioner which he had no law enforcement experience, and Ballone, and I've said this before, but it's worth repeating, Steve Ballone promised us, after the debacle, after he appointed Jimmy Burke police chief, which was the head of the department, right? He was, Jimmy was running the show, Jimmy was the boss, and Ballone put him there. Spoda didn't put him there, Spoda didn't want him there, thought he'd get himself in trouble, Spoda, trust me, he took him under his wing and he let him get away with a lot and he moved him through the DA's office. But Jimmy Burke was made, once again, by Steve Ballone. And as of January 2012, Jimmy Burke was in charge of the police force and got people out of the Lisk investigation immediately. And when I say people, I mean the feds. All the feds. Then they did nothing. Now, by the way, I, I meet people every week who have information or claim to have information. And I met a guy a couple of weeks ago who shed some light on some things. And, you know, I immediately told some, some people, I, I told Tierney, right? And he's connected to the feds. What am I going to tell? I'm not going to tell Tim Sinney. I don't trust Tim Sinney with any information. He's not going to do anything with it. And it's right before the election. So we'll see what happens with the election. If Tim Sinney wins, I'll go to the feds with what this gentleman wanted me to tell somebody. He doesn't trust Sinney either. They, he knows, you know, some of the players there, and he knows Sinney's a puppet and he's not going to do anything. But if Tierney wins... I already told him. I already told him what I was told. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a law enforcement person. I've got a tremendous respect for the law enforcement people here in Suffolk County and, you know, around the country. And there's some bad ones, of course. We know Derek Chauvin, piece of garbage, belongs in jail. Caused this whole chaos, killed a man, and also put targets on the back of all of these wonderful law enforcement folks and, and wonderful folks in Minnesota that got painted with the same brush of, uh, of sleazebag Derek Chauvin. And, and what, what a rough year it was for 
law enforcement in a rough couple of years and law enf- and, and certainly for folks in in different communities African American communities I mean you know look at what uh, what happened there just terrible instances everywhere George Floyd of course was murdered but close to home we have a guy and, and again this isn't a race situation Lisk it's not a race situation it's a class situation. And what I mean by that is that the people that were murdered should have the same respect and the same outrage from the community, certainly from the politicians and the DA's office, that, for example, Gabby Petito who tragically was murdered recently, maybe by this laundry guy that hasn't been found yet, who knows where he is or what he's doing. And listen, it points, <laughs> certainly a lot of things point to him. Why isn't he showing up? Is he alive? Whatever. But the outrage that we have over this beautiful young lady being senselessly murdered the age of 22 years old should be similar to what we react when 10 to 16 people are murdered on Oak Beach, Gilgo, surrounding areas. We should be just as outraged, but we're not because of class. And when I say class, these folks weren't the girls next door. They should be treated like the girls next door. But for the most part, they were in the sex working industry. And how do you get into the sex working industry? Often... You're coerced into it. You're in there because you have substance abuse issues. You've been abused by somebody uh, you trusted. You've been drugged by people. You've, you've fallen into, to say the, the least, terrible surroundings and people that take advantage of you. But there but for the grace of God go I and our children. So instead of discarding these people like we have, we should be outraged the same way that we're outraged with the tragic loss of Gabby Petito, who of course is the girl next door. And her loved ones are devastated, will never be the same. People have uh, understandably adopted her and her memory. And you, you see the photo of her with the angel wings. And this is an appropriate, a very appropriate response to a young woman being murdered. We should be, I'm outraged by it. Everyone should be outraged by the death of Gabby Petito.
But what I'm saying is that there are others and we're not bothered in the least. And we're not bothered by the fact that it's covered up. A lot of us are. I mean, I talk to people constantly and I get constant texts. But the one shot we have at getting this solved is getting this character, Tim Zinni, out of office. And he's running for a re-election on November 2nd. He should have never been there in the first place. And I'll take partial responsibility. We endorsed him. We gave 9,400 votes on the independence line. Shame on me. I had no idea that he was, he was this horrendous. Spoke a big game. Spoke a big game about Lisk to me. He was running as we were doing in the midst of our first list series. I was devastated by how he's, I, you could tell how furious I am with him. I was devastated by how he's acted as district attorney and how he's failed. He's both corrupt and incompetent. And I'm so embarrassed that we endorsed him. He tried, and I said this on Monday, too. You know, there, there was a debate. There was a b debate the other day, uh, last Thursday, I believe, at the Bar Association. And I, I went there, and I, I tried to get audio with him. And he said, I, I'm not talking to you. You know, he's, like, furious with me, you know. And, uh, you know, whatever. And I was trailing him out. I yelled a couple things to him, you know. And he wouldn't respond. He just walked right out. And as people walked out, he didn't want any part of me. Doesn't want any part of coming on this show. But one of the things that I noticed is they have no interest. He has no interest in Lisk. And I've been saying he's going to make an arrest. And they've been debating making an arrest. And I hope he's talked out of it if he was going to arrest somebody falsely to just get himself reelected. But I'll take credit one way or the other, some credit, because we've been calling them out on this. And they listen to everything that we're doing. They're responding to everything. They, they change policy because of what we're saying here on LI News Radio, not just me, but Jay Oliver, Tom Shalero. He's very sensitive to criticism, very thinly skinned, very thin skinned. And he's in over his head. What he hopes is that he can get elected, reelected, and ignore Lisk once again. Come up with a belt, another belt. And this is ridiculous. We actually have an opportunity to get a real prosecutor. Oh, but this is what I wanted to point out. Tim Sinney, his handlers gave him another line. And he just regurgitates what other people tell him. And he said that Ray Tierney, who's not even a member of a party, he's backed proudly by the Republicans and the conservatives, and the conservative people love him. He's fiery, and the Republicans love him. But Tim Sinney, jokingly, I, I mean, he, not jokingly, he meant, you know, he, he's trying to pull it off. He's lying. But he said that 
Ray Tierney is the political candidate. He's not. He's the independent candidate, which is a joke, right? Everybody know why it knows why he's not the ind- independent. Because Steve Ballone controls the DA's office. He con- controls the police department and the DA's office. He'd like to try try to control the the judiciary, but they stopped him on that. And, t- and Tim Sinney is never going to be able to do, even if he wanted to, I don't think he'd want to. He's a robot. He is a politician more than anybody alive. This guy is a pure politician. He's failed as police commissioner, which he was appointed at just to get him some kind of resume. And he fails terribly, failing terribly as a DA. Terribly. But he says Ray Tierney is the political <laughs> is the is the political um, candidate. Ray Tierney never met any of the political leaders until he was talked into running and decided to run for DA. He never met any of these guys. Never. Tim Sinney did. He had all the support. And Ray Perini, his opponent last time, who would have won with minor party support, he would have won big with minor party support. Tim Sinney won only because of the minor party support. And he ran in the CONCON year. Everyone know that? The, the Constitutional Convention. So Democrats all over the place. Suffolk County came out uh, to vote to make sure there was uh, where they were, um, their position was heard on the Constitution Convention. Something like 308,000 people total came out and voted that year. And a lot of Democrats and a lot of... It was a great year to run for a Democrat. If you were a Democrat and you're running in the CONCON year, Constitutional Convention year, you were in luck, as, as was Tim Sinney. And Tim Sinney had the support of three minor parties. The Conservative Party, which put them over the top by themselves. The Independence Party, like I said, 9,400 votes. And then the Working Families Party. And he doesn't have any of those parties now. He just has the, the Democratic Party. And that is splintered over him. Uh, the people in the Democratic Party see what a disaster he is, what an embarrassment he is. And the majority of them aren't voting for him. I shouldn't say the majority, but the <laughs> majority of the, the, the notable ones aren't voting. They just can't do it. He's been a puppet of blown and he's been terrible. He's done nothing. He's embarrassed himself. The man who took down MS-13, the man who slightly inconvenienced MS-13 is more like it. But Tim Sinney is up on November 2nd. And if he is reelected, we will never solve Lisk. He might come up with some name, and it would be now. It's going to be in these next less than three weeks that he arrests someone. If he's desperate enough to do it. If you do it, Tim, you're 38 years old. You're going to lose your law license if it's a false arrest. And you're going to join your predecessor, Tom Spoda, in federal prison. You can't do it. If you're going to arrest somebody honestly and you have some backup, 
to say that this is someone responsible for the deaths of what is now known as the Long Island serial killings, then fine, arrest somebody. If you falsely arrest somebody as a Hail Mary pass to try to get yourself elected, your life is going to be in the toilet because you're not going to get away with it. You might do it. You might get reelected. But under no circumstances is it going to last long term. It's got to be an honest arrest, and we hope you do that. We'll applaud that. Everyone, this is why we're doing this series, is to put pressure on you to stop being Balone's puppet. Take a chance. Be courageous. Do something on LISC. Don't hold up a belt. Don't humiliate yourself. And don't humiliate others around you. You got great cops out there that are dying to solve this thing. You're a failure as a DA and you're a failure as police commissioner. Don't disgrace yourself and don't throw your law license out the window, down the toilet, by falsely arresting somebody before November 2nd to try to get yourself reelected. Frank McKay signing off just for the moment. We'll be back with more LISC conversation right after this. Frank McKay signing off. We'll be back right after this. Breaking it down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Breaking It Down and back to our continuing saga known as LISC. The Long Island serial killing, the Long Island serial killers, plural killers. Trust me, it's that. In the first half of our show, I was talking about Sinny and that he's up for re-election this year. Somewhere along the line, it hit me that we're not going to solve LISC unless we put pressure on Tim Sinney and Steve Ballone. Ballone, because he's running or wants to run for governor or who knows, maybe attorney general, at this, which is a joke. My God, attorney general. Can you imagine Steve Ballone, the most corrupt county executive that we've ever had? Imagine him being the attorney general. That would be a joke. And Tim Sinney, who's running for re-election this year. Somewhere along the line, it hit me and hit others that in order to solve LISC, we need to speak up. And we, meaning this radio station, LI News Radio, Jay Oliver, LI in the AM host, does a great job on LISC and he talks about it. Tom Shalero talks about it. By the way, uh, all of us, you know, are very supportive of law enforcement. So we put out the caveat that we're not blaming law enforcement for this. It's the politicians that have covered it up. If you want to say Jimmy Burke is law enforcement, okay. Jimmy Burke's a politician. He and Ballone teamed up together to get the FBI thrown out of the case so they can cover it up. I started mentioning that I get information and I get, and you know, who knows what's, what's accurate, what's not, but I collected and I don't discard anything. 
and I will pass it on at the right time as long as the people you know as, as long as it's it's not insane you know it's not insanity and whatever but if you notice we're not pointing out who we think the killers are here it's killers by the way there's no way it's one killer there's just no way it's one killer what we're talking about is the cover-up and we know who covered it up and i keep saying this to put pressure and to put attention and to to carry on the conversation that was dead in the water before we started this show nobody's been talking about it in fact people and very intelligent people friends of mine listeners people i've known for years have said to me in fact a lawyer who i've got a great deal of respect for said to me i i swear to god i thought it was solved i thought they had solved the Gilgo killings. And I said, where? I said, what were they solve? What, what did they solve? And he says, I don't know. I just assumed that people would be screaming. Yeah. I said, it's 10 years since, you know, more than 10 years since we found Shannon Gilbert, which led to the Gilgo, you know, four and all the other remains of, of human beings that we found we found law enforcement found and still no answers just a stupid belt hm wh and then we've been hearing recently that there's a battle going on inside the da's office and with law enforcement and tim Sinney was going to try to force feed lisk some kind of answer for lisk and I don't know if it's our conversation or us calling them out on it or other people just talking sense or a combination of the both of those things that's stopping him. But he's, he, he still has time, you know, it's November 2nd. And I said in the first, first half of the show that if he does it, he's going to lose his law license unless it's, you know, legitimate. If, he, if he's got somebody, but he can't say this is Lisk if it's not Lisk. He can't. And the reason I don't think he can make a legitimate arrest is because Ballone won't allow him to do it. Ballone is the, the county executive who made him. First, he made him the, the chief. Well, he made him the deputy county executive in charge of public safety. Right? Which is a joke because Jimmy Burke beat up Christopher Loeb during his 16 months as Jimmy B Burke's boss. And as Ray Tierney said the other, the other night at the debate, right to his face, Tim Sinney hid under his desk. Scared stiff of Burke. Never said anything about Burke. Could have fired Burke for that. Should have fired Burke for that. Didn't, couldn't, whatever, wouldn't. Humiliated himself. From what I hear, every Friday they met. He was like, hey, Jimmy boy. Hey, Timmy boy. And Burke wrapped him around his finger. Owned him. Same way Ballone owns him. Everybody owns him. And he humiliated himself by not getting rid of Burke. And then Ballone put him in as police commissioner. 
And everyone was furious about it. When I say everyone, law enforcement was furious about it. They're putting a guy who never made an arrest, never shot a gun, never wore a badge, whatever. And he, they put him in charge as commissioner, which basically he was taking over for Burke. Burke was the chief, but he did that because, I, you know, the overtime or whatever he can get, commissioner, you can't get that. And really the commissioner spot was just him to get in Newsday, and Newsday's been kind as anything, kind as hell to Tim City. <laughs> He's, they've called him out on nothing. They've allowed him to get away with all his BS. And they've, they've never spoke up against him. Terrible in what they've done. All right, they just put him up. Anything, he rescued a kitten from a tree in the front cover, Newsday. Tim Sinney got elected with minor party support and the political blessing of Ballone. Uh, blessing, he owned him. He owned him. Did a nationwide search for police commissioner to clean up the department. We didn't get our guy out of Texas, you know, some former Texas Ranger, the head of that. We didn't get some guy in the border of Canada and the U.S. and Montana. We didn't get some guy there. We didn't get Andy Griffith you know, somewhere down in Mayberry, you know, country wisdom, and he solved all these crimes. We didn't get some big time Sidney Poitier type Mr. Tibbs out of Philadelphia and then he solves that. We, we didn't get anybody like that. But we got the best possible choice to clean up all the mess that Ballone and Burke made. And guess where he found him? Right around the corner from Ballone's house. Little Timmy Sinney. Hey, Timmy. Hey, Timmy, guess what? We did a big search around the whole country. And we looked up under every rock. We tried every possibility. God knows how much they spent. That would be a scandal, right? How much did they spend on that fraud? Nationwide search. Timmy, how would you like to be police commissioner? Sure, Steve. Will you tell me what to do? You bet. You Every step of the way, Tim, every step of the way. In fact, don't do anything unless I tell you to do it first. Just shut up and do what I tell you. Look pretty. We'll get handlers around. We'll tell you what to say. What happens if I run for DA for re-election and I'm running against a guy like, uh, let's say, Ray Tierney, you know, the guy who I wish I was? And who's got real accomplishments? How can I say? I, I've never tried a case in my life. I've never tried. Think about that, guys. He's never tried a case in his life. He's the DA. He's never tried a case in his life. But what, what happens if a, a guy like that runs against me, Steve? Don't worry about it. We'll see what the consultants say. I'm going to pay a lot of money. You're going to have a lot of money because everyone will be afraid not to give you a lot of money. You'll be the sitting DA. 
and we'll come up with a line. What kind of line? What? I have no experience. This guy, Ray Tierney, has tons of experience. What am I going to do? I'm going to look like a fool. Oh, we got it. Tim, we got it. Here's what the handlers say. You're a CEO. Ray Tierney has no CEO experience. Tim Sidney would say, but that's a joke. I, I, I'm a joke. I, I have no, I carried boxes at the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District. I'm a humiliation. I, I, I don't have any experience. I, I, I've, I'm just being told what to do by you. We'll continue to do that, Tim. Don't worry about it. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. So he gets himself reelected, or he prays that he gets himself reelected, and then they'll drop Lisk once again. There'll be nothing on Lisk. Guys, anybody who's listening to this obviously has some interest in solving Lisk. If this guy gets himself reelected, we will never solve Lisk. Maybe the feds will. I have faith in the feds. I really do. I have faith in the feds. I don't think, and again, I'm, the word incorruptible would be silly to use, but compared to the local DAs that have happened, and again, Tom Spoda's going to prison for five years. Chris McPartland is chief aide going for five years. Jimmy Burke, who ran the DA's office and has more influence still over Tim Sinney's DA's office, just as much as he did then. Less than what he had then. Let me be fair. But tremendous influence. It's the same office. A couple new people, a couple new faces. But for the most part, Tim Sinney is a younger, much less experienced Tom Spoda. And Tom Spoda donated money to him. He took money from Tom Spoda. Proudly didn't start criticizing Tom Spoda until Tom Spoda got indicted. In fact, Tom Spoda told me, Frank McKay personally, that he would endorse Tim Sinney. I said it to Tim Sinney back in 2017 that Tom Spoda said that. I want to see what he would say. And he, and he turned away. He was like, oh, no. Oh, 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 no. I could never. I could never take that because he knew he was about to get indicted not an idiot, you know? He's an incompetent, and he's corrupt. But he's not that dumb where he's going to take the endorsement of somebody who's about to be indicted. But Spoda wanted to indi indict him, endorsement. He wanted to give him an endorsement. And Tim Sinney would have loved it. If he wasn't getting indicted, he would love that. He just wanted to get there. doesn't want to do anything when he gets there. He wants headlines. He wants press conferences. MS-13. The man who took down MS-13. Of course, a fully operational gang. The man who slightly inconvenienced MS-13. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. MS-13, if they could vote, are voting for Tim Zinni. Why wouldn't they? No murder convictions, no manslaughter, no, nothing like that. A bunch of plea deals. They've got to love him. He said, 
I'm not saying, I don't know anything about MS-13. Tim Sinney said, in order to get into MS-13, you have to have killed two people. So he won't give, and Tierney asked him the other day, Ray Tierney, his opponent, asked Tim Sinney the other day, who are the names, what are the names of the people you, you, uh, you indicted? that you arrested give us the names you say hundreds of people can you tell us who they are and just to be fair ray tierney listed a whole bunch of you know very i didn't know what he was doing but at, during the debate he uh he started naming all of these people and then afterwards he said 50 year sentence life sentence 30 year sentence this and, and he laid out all of these gang members, including MS-13, of people that he arrested, well, that he arrested, I'm sorry, that he, uh, he tried and he convicted and put away for good parts of their lives. And he basically said, now you, Tim, tell us, give us some names. And Sinny, looking like he was, you know, going to pee himself or whatever, didn't didn't respond or whatever I, I don't know remember what he said i'm gonna play the audio we'll play the audio on on one of the monday shows before the election but it was terrible you know i mean he's he's a politician he's not a prosecutor and to cover that and i'll repeat it worth repeating what he said is obviously i don't have the experience that you have Ray Tierney, right? Basically, I don't have your experience. I'm a CEO. I'm an experienced CEO. And don't laugh, but what he was talking about was his time as police commissioner, which was a disaster, by the way. Disaster. Justin Myers, his chief of staff at the time, grabbed a reporter named Chow Lam grabbed her by the arm. There's a police report in Southampton, Southampton Police, that this reporter, award-winning reporter for Newsday, filed. There was a News 12 video on it. And from what I understand, Cine, or maybe Balone too, called and begged the bosses at Newsday to talk her down, meaning Chow Lam, and please don't do this, and that they would put Justin Myers on ice, and he'd never let him get out, and you know they would punish him internally, they would do this, and all this nonsense, just please let this die, and it did. I, I, I don't know Chow Lam, but you know she's respected as a journalist, and the fact that she was manhandled the fact that she was physically assaulted by the chief of staff of the commissioner, Tim Sinney, at the police, the, the police department, Suffolk County Police Department, that alone, and by the way, he wasn't there very long. He was just there to get a resume so he could run for DA. The fact that he stopped that and kept Justin Myers on, by the way, means immediately failure, an F as CEO 
your CEO experience is a joke. Your serious experience and your CEO experience for everything is a joke. You carried boxes, Tim Sinney, you carried boxes for the U.S. Attorney, Southern District, and never tried a case. And you know how we know you never tried a case? Because there's something called PACER that I've never heard of before. You know, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a federal prosecutor. I don't, I don't know anything. You know, I'm, not a I'm not a lawyer. But PACER keeps track, catalogs all federal cases. And Tim Sinney doesn't show up on there on any. Ray Tierney did a, a search. A bunch of other people did a search. So he said to Tim Sinney, who, by the way, spent four years in the Southern District carrying boxes, not doing any real work, just, you know, getting his feet wet. He was a young guy. I mean, you know, let's not, you know, <laughs> put him down for getting his experience. People have, you get out of law school and you, you know, need to get some experience. So he did. So he, he got it at the, you know, the Southern District, and that's a great place to get experience. Those guys know what they're doing, and it's just like the Eastern District, the talented people there. And Tim Sinney carried boxes for four years. So Ray Tierney, right in front of me, in front of the criminal bar, he said, there, there are a bunch of my cases, and he gave a you know, bunch of his cases, and, and said, I've been doing this for 27 years. Uh, Tim, give us the cases that you did. You said you, you tried cases. Give it to us. And he basically said, maybe exactly said, he doesn't remember them off the top of his head. Let me tell you, if you're 30 years old and you're working, in, <laughs> you're working for the feds, you are a U.S. attorney and you are an assistant U.S. attorney doing carrying boxes, on your cases... If you did three cases, I think he said he did three cases, but he was so confused and so baffled that, you know, he didn't know what he was. It, 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 you feel, almost felt bad for him. If it wasn't in such a dangerous position, you'd feel really bad for him. But he had no idea. He had no idea what the cases were. Trust me, if you did those cases and you were that young and it was that important to you, you remember the defense attorney's eye color. You remember what, what, dress the defense attorney had on or the uh, or the suit or the tie color i mean come on you didn't remember the names of the cases of course he never tried a case so here's what i'm ending with lisk if we want an end to lisk to this nonsense non-investigation that's been going on since burke balone covered it up and now tim sinney is covering it up if we want this to be solved, there's no way that you could vote for or any of us could vote for Tim Sinney. I've never had a crossword with him, and I never met Tim's opponent, Ray, uh, Ray Tierney, until about 10 weeks ago or whatever it was. Right when we're doing the second series, when we started, that was right when I met the guy. He never, and he's trying to pass him off. Tim Sinney's trying to give him the line that his handlers gave him, that he's the politician out of the bunch. Ray Tierney is a prosecutor, pure prosecutor. He met all of the political chairs that backed him, the Republican and conservative chairs, 
he met them all less than a year ago. I mean, he's his non-political as you can possibly get. It's a joke and it's a lie that Tim Sinney said that. I mean, complete and utter mistruth. He's lying. He's absolutely lying. If we want lists to be solved, it can be solved. But it's not going to be solved at the local level with Tim Sinney in office. He's got to go. Frank McKay signing off. We will see you next Wednesday on the continuing LISC series. And to everyone, we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. This is Frank McKay. Frank McKay.